Good morning, everybody. Welcome on this uh, Tuesday morning to a Tuesday edition of TNT, our Tuesday and Thursday devotionals from New Hope Church. I'm in the iCampus studio, which I was just talking to Larry, is pretty awesome. And it's awesome for a lot of reasons. Here's one. Uh, tell me if I'm wrong, Larry, that this past weekend, the entire service was produced and led by volunteers, volunteers running the iCampus. Isn't that amazing? Praise God. Love our volunteers. And that never ceases to amaze me. The, uh, the, the skill and uh, the bandwidth that uh, our volunteers possess and they put it to use for God's glory. Very, very cool. So no matter where you're joining us from, welcome. And please do let us know in the comments on uh, YouTube and on Facebook. Let us know where you're joining us from. I'm excited today for all kinds of reasons. And one big one is that the, uh, the COVID curve in the state of Texas is now bending down. It is bending down. I say that. I looked and looked and looked, got up at about 5.30 this morning and looked and looked and looked for data. They kind of bury it. I don't know why, but it is hard to find just a, a graph of the curve. But uh, last I saw, it is bending down, and uh, which is awesome. Um, you know, if you, if you watch the news, they talk about how terrible it is and how probably we're all going to die. But if you dig through the news, you can find the real facts. And the real facts is we're probably not all going to die, which is, which is good. And things are actually going in the right direction. And so what we're doing right now as a church, and this is one of the reasons I'm super excited, is we are now beginning to plan our grand, our grand regathering Sunday, which is going to be September the 13th, September the 13th. Um, I know a lot of people are still concerned about the pandemic, but, but just let me show you. I, I'm, I'm just trying to put things into perspective for all of us. <clears throat> While the pandemic is difficult and obviously deadly for, for uh, many folks, uh, not for the vast majority, but for, for some folks, <clears throat> and while it's been difficult, for all kinds of reasons. Um, according to a study just published from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the pandemic has taken a serious toll on mental health. A recent survey of 5,400 adults found that between June 24th and June 30th, more than 40% of the respondents reported at least one adverse mental health or behavioral health condition. 31% reported experiencing symptoms of anxiety and or depression. More than 20, more than 26% reported symptoms of trauma related to the pandemic and more than 13% over all adults uh, reported starting or increasing substance use, substance use to cope with the stress or emotions related to COVID-19. <clears throat> In addition, this is where it gets kind of dark here. In addition, 11, as if that wasn't bad enough, 11% of the respondents reported having seriously considered suicide in the past 30 days before completing the survey. That percentage of those considering, seriously considering suicide, that percentage was 25.5% among young adults age 18 to 24. 
There are also reports of domestic abuse increasing during the pandemic. Meanwhile, child abuse reports have dropped significantly, which is not a good sign. Don't take it as a good sign because it's usually people outside the home that report those instances of, uh, of probable abuse. That would be teachers, that would be people out in public, people at church and so forth. But since kids are staying home, those uh, incidents are going unnoticed and unreported. All that to say, COVID-19 is not the only issue in our world today. And we as a church, we want to care for the whole person. And so, you know, we're going to, when, when we do get back together, we're going to take care of people's health. We're going to go through all the guidelines. We are going to social distance. We're going to ask uh, people to wear a mask. We're going to put all the procedures and protocols in place and take care of the body. But also, we as a church are called to take care of people's souls. So we're going to do that. And we're going to start having services again. That's September the 13th. And before that, uh, some of you who are volunteers, those of you who are volunteers or volunteer leaders, you're going to be called in by special invitation on the weeks prior to September 13th so that you can go through the motions with us. You can learn the new protocols. Uh, learn how to answer questions that uh, the general population at our church may have so that we can be ready as an entire church family together again on September the 13th. And uh, that would be at all four of our Houston area locations. And one caveat here is that if the COVID-19 cases in the state of Texas in our area increase before September 13th, we're just going to postpone the grand regathering of our church. But if the curve continues to drop, we're having church. We're having church. And uh, my hope, as I have stated, is to start everything, the cafe, the kids' ministries, the student ministries, but to do so in a safe way, socially distanced with all the safety uh, and health protocols in place and a mask on our face. That's how we're going to do it, okay? So please follow us, uh, as I always tell you guys, on social media. Um, get on our email Okay, you get on our email uh, list. You can do so by going to our, our church website, newhopechurch.tv. <clears throat> and um, anyway, let's, let's see what happens. And, and uh, we want God to use this for his glory. And I'm not, I'm not making anything political out of this. This is totally spiritual. We want to help people. We want to help people. And, uh, you know, the Bible says, Hebrews 10, 25, get together, get together and encourage one another. And so this is part of the deal. This is what we as a church do. We get together, we encourage one another. And, and I, I, I'm just believing that it's time and we're going to do it safely. Okay. That's all about that. So last time we were together, which was, what day is it? It's Tuesday. So last Thursday, uh, I spoke to you about waiting. And the reason I'm talking to you about waiting is because we are waiting. We've been waiting for a long time for a lot of things to happen and waiting can produce good things in our life, but it doesn't produce good things in our life automatically. Um, there's a way that you wait. We talked about this last time. You wait in the Lord. Those who wait in the Lord, those who wait upon the Lord, those are the people who get blessed. Those are the people who are going to rise up on wings as eagles are going to run. They're not going to get tired. Uh, so, so that's what we want. We want to wait in the Lord. We want to wait on the Lord. But uh, as I said uh, last week, waiting doesn't really have the full impact on you that it can have until you get tired of waiting. You with me? Like, like, 
like like I think sometimes we think we're good at waiting because we need a break. So we're like we pull off of the the highway of life and we're over here and we're like, oh, this is not too bad. I'm just going to kick back here and going to take a breather. I'm going to wait on the Lord and and uh, and then pretty soon we're back into the game again. Well, it hasn't felt like that this time. But the good news about that is that that's when God can really do his best work. As I, as I, as I told you um, last week, on the, why do I keep forgetting what last devotion was? It was last Thursday. <laughs> My mind, man, I'm sorry. So last Thursday I said, you don't really get the gains. Like, like if you're doing a workout, you're trying to, you know, get some gains in your muscles and your biceps. And so you're doing like curls and, you know, you don't get the gains until you go beyond what you are comfortable doing. Like you can't do any more. I can't do, I can't do any more curls. I can't do any more. Okay. Right then you're about to see the gains because that next one is the one that's going to produce gains. So the, after you think that you've made it to the end of what you can do, that's when the gains come. And so for us waiting, maybe for some of us during this time, at the very beginning, it was like, oh, this is not too bad. I, I needed to kick back. I needed some time off work. I needed some time with my family. I needed whatever. And at first, the, the, the waiting was not that difficult. But now it's like, okay, I'm tired of this. I'm, I'm so over this. How many of you are there right now? I know I am. Well, guess what? Good news. Now, now is when God can really make some gains happen in our life and can really do some, some good things. I've quoted to you probably four, five, six, seven, eight times, I don't know, in this, uh, in this devotional series, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse four, let perseverance, let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know where we are, I believe, uh, in James uh, 1, 2 through 4. You know what verse we're on? We're on verse four. Let perseverance finish its work in you so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the truth is, we, uh, we have not learned how to live until we've learned how to wait upon the Lord. Why do I say that? Because we spend so much of our time waiting on the Lord. Uh, if I think I'm not, you know, living while I'm waiting, then I'm going to miss a lot of what God has for me. The key, the key to really living with joy and the key to really growing in this life is to is to, while we're waiting, is to go on living and to have joy in those times. Not someday, not, not just to set our sights on someday. Someday, when this, is, when this is over, when I get back, when we go, what? Okay, what about right now? What about right now? You live now, you have joy now, you wait in the Lord right now, you find your joy in Him right now. And Honestly, tons of advice in the Bible. That's why I've, I, uh, that is why I've had plenty of material to work on through this time and to share with you. Uh, the Bible, God, God knew that we would struggle with this. That's why he put so much in the Bible for us. And so today, I'm just going to, and I'll, I'll probably tease this out for a few devotional times together. I'm just going to 
begin to answer the question, how can I grow more in this, what we hope is this final period of waiting? Because I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to lose the gains, you know, all the stuff that happened before. And now we're to that, that time and that moment when God can really, really, really do something in us. How can I not miss that? Okay. So the first thing that I would say, and this is the one I just want to park on today is, um, we got to wait for the Lord. We got to wait for the Lord. And the, the text, obviously many texts I could take this from, but the one I want to key in on today is Isaiah chapter 64, Isaiah 64 and verse four, Isaiah 64 and verse four, if you want to jot that down, somebody, if you can put that into the chat so that people can see it, since I don't have graphics here, somebody do that for me. Isaiah chapter 64, verse four. Thank you very much for doing that. Isaiah chapter 64, verse four says this, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. So we're not, and I, I want you to get this today. This is the, this is the big thing because the, the point may have seemed, I guess, sort of obvious, wait for the Lord. But we're not, listen to me, we're not just waiting for the answer. We're waiting for the Lord. See the big difference there? It's a, it's a kind of a shift in people's perspective. We're not just waiting on the answer. We're not just waiting on good fortune. We're not just waiting on our ship to come in. Uh, we're waiting for God. We're waiting for God. We're waiting for what it is that he wants to do. We're waiting on him personally. And Isaiah 64 tells us that while we're waiting, God is working. While we're waiting, God is working. So we may feel like we're pulled over and nothing is happening, but God is working on our behalf. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, so while we're waiting, God is working. But sometimes the opposite is true. Uh, oftentimes the opposite is true. Uh, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. God is waiting on me. He's waiting on me to figure it out that I can't do it all on my own. And so when you're, it's like God's waiting for you to get that moment where you're like, I'm, I'm tired, I'm, I'm wearing myself out. And, and he's just like, come on back, come on back to me. I want, I want to be in on this. I want to be the answer to your needs. I want to be the answer to your prayers. I want you to wait on me. And God, the Bible says, is working powerfully in our lives when we're waiting upon him. And it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a moment, and I think we're in that moment right now, James chapter 1, verse 4, where perseverance that God is asking us to go through is about to produce some gains, spiritual gains in our lives. And so it can become a personally powerful moment as we are in, I'm, I'm hoping out loud here, as we are in some of those last reps, 
that God is going to give us some, some good gains. And, and I just don't want us to fast forward through this and, and not get what God wants us to get. <clears throat> so I also want to be very careful here because I kind of know how people uh, take this sometimes. Uh, you know, does, does, does this mean while I'm waiting on God that I just get into my easy chair, you know, get my potato chips and sit back and act, uh, wait on God to act and, uh, and, and that's all I have to do. Just wait, wait on him to do what he's going to do. And I don't do anything. Absolutely not. Uh, when I'm waiting, here's what I'm doing. I'm building up that trust and we need to learn. We need to learn to wait in a different language. And, and here's what I mean by that. If you look up the word wait here, as it is used and used in several other very popular Instagram worthy verses about the Lord out of the old Testament, the, 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 I say out of the old Testament because from the Hebrew language, which is what the old Testament is written in the, the word wait is very different from our English word wait in the English language. The word wait means stop, just hold up just like a red light. And so we're waiting. And we, we just park and we just wait. It means I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to do anything. That's kind of what wait means in our language. But in the Hebrew language, the word wait means to trust, to long for. And uh, I would say for us right now to put our eyes on God and recognize that he's the one that's in charge during this time of waiting. And he and he alone is the one who can answer our prayers and who can fulfill our needs. And so with that in mind, let me read this again. Isaiah chapter 64, verse four, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait, who trust in, who long for God. Psalms chapter 37 tells of the great enemy of waiting. This is Psalm 37, verse seven. This is in a, out of the new contemporary version. It says, wait and trust in the Lord. Wait and trust in the Lord. Don't be upset when others get rich or when someone else's plans succeed. Can you relate to that? I feel like I can. I'm not going to go into detail there, but I feel like I can sometimes because I feel like I'm doing what God wants me to do. And as I've told you guys, if you don't know exactly what God wants you to do right now, do what he told you to do last time that you know that you're supposed to be doing. Keep doing what you know God wanted you to do until God tells you to do anything different. And so I feel like we've been doing that and we've been as faithful as humanly possible to do those things. But then I look around and I see other things going, going and going. And I'm like, Lord. Lord, what about us? And so uh, maybe you've experienced the same thing. You are waiting and yet you turn around. There's somebody else who's even in this time while you're kind of parked or it feels like you're parked. Other people are succeeding. Other people are uh, benefiting financially. Things are happening for them. And I'm over here like waiting on God, waiting on him. And you know what? That's okay so long as we are waiting in the Lord and we're trusting in him. You got to trust in him. So when, when you do that, God is able, God is able then to bless you in those, in those gains, in those very, very difficult times. Uh, the Bible says, 
you know, when it comes to those other people succeeding, why you feel like you're just doing nothing or you're just in a season of waiting, the Bible says, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. God, God has different plans kind of for everybody's life on this earth. He wants this person to succeed in business. He wants you to learn to trust more. Uh, you know, things ebb and flow. God's got a plan. Um, but hear me now. In order for us to get the benefit of the waiting, I need to learn to wait on God. Not wait on the answer, but wait on God. So what do I mean? Um, if waiting means trusting in and longing for, then I need to trust in and long for God, not the answer. To trust in and to long for God and not the answer. That, that's straight out of Isaiah 64, 4. Okay, wait on the Lord, trust in him. Uh, so how do I do that? And, and I would encourage you if you're struggling with this right now, because you got like something that you want the Lord to do. And it hasn't happened. And you find yourself struggling. I would, if I were you, I'd take out a three by five card. And on one side of that card, I would just write down what you're waiting for. Just write down what you're waiting for, like a prayer that you've prayed and you're waiting for God to answer it. Write that down on one side of the card and then flip the card over. And on the other side of that card, write Isaiah 64, 4. Isaiah 64, 4. You can even write out the verse. And every time you start to think about what you're waiting for and you're struggling because it hasn't happened yet, pick up that card, look at what you're waiting for, flip the card over and read Isaiah 64, 4 to yourself again and remind yourself that what we are truly waiting for as followers of Jesus Christ is not some answer that we've put out there, but we're actually waiting on God. And when the time is right, God, who is a good God, God, who has a plan, so his plan is good for us, God will enact his plan. And I can have confidence in that fact. Um, one of the most difficult lessons that I've had to learn in my life, and I know many of you have as well, is um, there's a difference between my timing and God's timing. There's a difference, big difference between my time and my timing and God's timing. God, and he knows this because I've told him this a lot, God seems like his watch is off a little bit, like he's running a little bit late because I need something to happen now. Man, Lord, if this doesn't happen now, then what are we going to do? It's not going to work out, Lord. Don't you know? Are you not watching this situation? It's got to happen now. We got to, it's got to, we got to come to a conclusion here, Lord. And, and this is a date. And I put a date on the calendar for the Lord to answer that prayer. And that date comes and goes. And that prayer has not been answered, at least not answered like I want it to be answered. And so I have long thought that God's timing is off. But then I realized when I look back on those occasions after the fact, usually Okay, 100% of the time, it's after the fact when I have a problem with God's timing that I look back and see that God's timing is always perfect. It's always perfect. And right now, just being honest with you, it seems like God's timing is off. And we're being tested. So what do we do then with that? Uh, go back to James chapter 1. 
Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Verse 4, perseverance must finish its work in you so that God can make you mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I think, not right now, not right now, but eventually we'll get to the other side of this thing and we'll look back. And we're going to say to ourselves as we look back, that was a hard time. That was a hard time. But wow, God did some things inside of me. God made me stronger. God helped me to see some spiritual gains. And even though I thought his timing was way off and that he was slow, I see now that God's timing is perfect. And, and so for you, even though this uh, time of waiting may have been the most difficult thing that you've been ever gone through in your adult life and maybe for your family and maybe for you personally and maybe for those of you who struggle a little bit with mental health and you know feelings of depression and so forth. Um, I just want to encourage you today to keep on keeping on. You know, when this whole thing hit and I knew we were going to be in a different season for a long time. The very next day when we thought it good to close down our services, we started meeting together in our devotional time. And I didn't know what we were gonna do, but I just made the commitment that we were gonna get through this together. And so I just went on, I just went on steroids of encouragement, not, not literally, please don't email me. But I mean, I just said, let's just encourage, let's encourage, let's encourage, let's encourage, let's encourage. And um, I'm going to continue to do that. I want you to do that for each other. When you do it for each other, you do it for yourself. Because what you give away is what you get back. And I just encourage you to keep on encouraging. It's a very easy to get political. It's very easy to get negative. It's very easy to put things out there on social media and conspiracy theories and, you know, that the government hates churches and all that kind of stuff. And Let's just bypass all that. Let's be encouraging to each other. Uh, God's going to get us through this, okay? And uh, if you believe that, give me an amen. Give me an amen, all right? Let me pray for you before we go. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for all the folks that continue to join us. Uh, numbers have been growing, it feels like, that have been joining us. I feel like probably today a lot of teachers are back at school, so they won't join us till later. If you're a teacher joining us later, God bless you. God bless you for what you do. And uh, as I told a teacher yesterday uh, on Twitter, it's going to be different this year, but it's going to be good because God's going to make something good come out of it. So keep on believing that, teachers. But anyway, Lord, bless those teachers, bless all the people who work in our school system, keep those folks safe, uh, be with our leaders as they make decisions on opening things up, including the leaders of our church, Lord, be with us as we try to figure this out. Offer your glory, offer your glory 100%, Lord. And uh, for those who've been struggling during this time, I pray, God, that you would put a hedge of protection around their minds and protect their faith, Lord. Um, build our faith, build our faith, even in this difficult season of waiting, promote your purpose, Lord, and not our own as we look to you. And, uh, Lord, I'm just going to read 
Isaiah 64, 4 out just to remind us while I'm speaking your word, since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God like you, Lord, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him, of those who trust in him, of those who rely on him, of those who long for you. And so, Lord, today, we put our longing in you. And uh, so protect us, Lord. I pray this in your son's name and all the people said, amen. So please remember uh, grand reopening um, Sunday, September the 13th. Before that date, <clears throat> this is not for everyone, but before that date, we're going to be bringing together our volunteer leaders one week. We're going to be bringing together all of our volunteers another week. We're going to walk all the volunteers and all the volunteer leaders and staff members through the protocols that we're going to have in place to keep people safe when they come to our campuses. So if you're a volunteer leader or if you're a volunteer, please watch your emails uh, from and your more than likely going to get an email or a text or something from your ministry leader who informs you of what's going to happen. But uh, it's time. It's time. And until then, uh, pray that this virus goes away, goes away completely so that uh, people can, can get back to work. We can get back to church stronger, stronger than we were before. Uh, one more time, follow us on social media. Uh, so that you can see all the updates, hit alerts that you want alerts from us. Also, uh, go to our website if you're not on our email list and uh, sign up for email. Love you guys so much. Miss you, miss you, miss you. But I will see you. Lord willing, I will see you soon. Until then, let's wait on the Lord. God bless.